What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Friday, February 15th, 2013, and you guys are listening to episode number 99. Uh, I am doing this podcast from my beautiful, luxurious, amazing hotel off of route. I don't even know what fucking road it is. I don't know what route it is, but anyway, I am up in here in... uh, uh, Syracuse, New York, where apparently the weather gods hate people who live in western New York because it is always gray, it is always fucking gloomy. I don't know, man. But And I was also kidding about luxurious hotel. Don't get me wrong, my hotel's nice. It's not, I can't complain, I'm not going to be a prima donna. But, as I tweeted last night when I got here, I have a fucking older TV. Like... I don't know, like, if it's yearly older, like, but it's just, it's not a fucking flat screen, okay? So if you want to call me a prima donna in that sense, yeah, I, it, you know what, it's 2013, and when I tweeted it, somebody was like, are you in Russia? <laughs> exactly, okay? Look, I'm not asking much when I go to a hotel, but a flat screen, you know, clean room, the room's not bad, you could tell the hotel, the hotel was redone, you could tell, but I got, like, some, like, 20-inch fucking older like one of the boxy TVs and it's fucking annoying me I don't know why it's just whatever bathroom is too close to the door I, I don't know little things does that make me a dick <laughs> I don't know but um, I'm not gonna complain but when I got here last night I got my room and there was a king size bed and I'm not kidding I'm not making this up I, I went right to the show I drove from my home and I drove right to um, I drove from you know, what would I drive? Three and a half hours I drove to get here. And I realized that it was a little longer than I thought it would be. So what I did was I drove right to the comedy club, got out of the car, and it was almost showtime. So I didn't even check into my hotel. Uh, usually you check into your hotel first, of course. You settle in, and then you go, you do the show. I didn't have time for that shit. So what I did was I got to the comedy club, ran in, you know, said, all right, I'll, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, rush this a little bit, but that's fine. Uh, it's a little uneasy settling in, but I also like the, you know, the fast pace, boom, let's go on stage and get the, you know, the first show done and then I can go settle in, right? So I go, I do the show, whatever, show's fine, had a good time and I get to my hotel, no, then I went to a movie, which I'm going to talk about. I did go to a movie last night and I'm going to go to a couple uh, today and tomorrow. So I will be reviewing movies that are in the theater now. I got a couple of movies that I want to review and talk about on this show. So that'll be good. I got a packed out show for you guys. A lot of cool shit to talk about. And then as you know, next week is uh, episode 100. Thank you for the requests. I've got a bunch of requests and a bunch of things to do. I have a couple of ideas. Um, I'm almost certain there will be a guest. But I will, uh, it'll be, you guys will see next week. Okay, I have it up in the air. It's like between three things. So we'll see what happens. Anyway. Back to what happened. So I leave the movie. So I don't go to my hotel. So I go to the comedy club. Then I go directly from the comedy club to a movie theater. Bag still in my car. Go to the movies. Enjoy the movie. Come out. Get to my hotel after midnight. I go to check in. All I want to do is sleep. Okay, that's it. All I wanted to fucking do is sleep. Or just unwind, I should say. Because I'm not going to go to bed right after that. But just wanted to fucking put my feet up, you know. And I get to the hotel room. I open it. I'm like, all right, the room's not that bad. Could be better, <laughs> but it's not that bad. Then I notice the TV, and I'm like, ah, fuck. So I go and I close the blinds, and right as I close the blinds, the whole fucking blinds just collapsed, just broke. That's how it started. I just move the thing to get it, you know, dark. I don't want people, you know, I don't want people looking in my room or whatever. And I close it, and the thing falls. So I pick up my bags, I go back to the desk, I'm tell the lady what happened. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that that happened. Gives me another room on a higher floor. Didn't have a king-size bed, so I'm in one of these rooms with two queen-size beds and a fucking small TV that's not a flat screen. Other than that, I'm fine. There's things to eat right around here. Not far from the club. Not far from the movie theater. I'm good. Catching up on some sleep. Not drinking. Feeling good. On the diet. So, all right. That's, that's where we stand at this moment. Hotel could be better, though. All right, now, a lot of things to talk about on the show, like I said, and um, it's going to be a good one. There's going to be some, uh, 
I was excited writing down some of the topics. You know, I don't know exactly how it's going to go, but I was excited about some of the topics that we're going to talk about today. Of course, before we get really into this thing, the Versi Effect podcast show is sponsored by Butterfly Radio. Butterfly Radio, download the free app on your iPhone today and send audio messages to your favorite podcast. Also, register Butterfly Radio, uh, register on ButterflyRadio.com. Register for your own podcast. You can have your own podcast on there. Put your own pictures up and it'll let you do that. It is for everything friendly. Pod, everything podcast friendly is Butterfly Radio. And speaking of Butterfly Radio, uh, I have more entries. More people got on Butterfly Radio and sent me messages. So I want to shout um, shout them out and, and thank them. They uh, talked to me and apparently um, the podcast I did, regarding drinking and driving and telling that story and you know it it apparently touched a lot more people than i thought it would i was just being honest but um first is um is chris chris got me on uh, butterfly and he was talking about an incident that he had and um nothing really bad happened but he you know he did get involved in, in you know a little bit of trouble and he said that you know more people should you know more people should make people aware of it, and he was appreciative of, of what I said, and, you know, I thought it was cool that, you know, he, he agrees, and, you know, he made some really good points about, you know, just, you know, just telling friends, man, like, it's not worth it, and sleep over if you had too much to drink, it's as simple as that, and you don't have to have the guilt of hurting, your, you know, hurting yourself, hurting anybody else, God forbid, so uh, thanks, Chris, for the, you know, the entry. On uh, on butterfly and uh, you know anybody else, please do that. Also, Nolan, Nolan sent me um, an audio message, I think, but it didn't go through. I didn't hear it. So, Nolan, if you're listening to this, I replied to you on it, like I reply to everybody, but I didn't get the message. So, um, send me another one, and I'd love to reply to what you had to say. And finally, um, you know, Jeff was talking, and Jeff was saying that. Um, he's a musician and you know it was the same thing people would just buy drinks and you would just be you know you really wouldn't be paying attention to what's going on and you're trying to perform and and the one thing that i i said to him when i replied to his message and i thought about this is not only you know do you want to like portray yourself as being in control when you're on stage you also don't want to be the person who's on stage in control and then people are like yeah but watch when he gets off and he starts drinking he's fuck and then you just fall apart and like people know that that's like what you have like that's a fucking really bad look and i thought that that was a you know there's it, it was a good point he brought up it doesn't matter if you do comedy it doesn't matter if you do music and any or anything you do just watch who you're around man that's like one thing that i'm doing is i'm not drinking unless i fucking i'm around people that i know care about me that i care about and i know if i did you know party hard i would i was in good hands and you never want to be like in some foreign land and shit like i'm not going to sit out here in, in syracuse or wherever i am and without people that i know and just really get to a point where you know party so hard you never know like I, that that's really dangerous shit so um you know, and I appreciate all all you guys uh, who go on to Butterfly and and you know the kind words regarding the Verzi Effect podcast. Thank you so much, everybody else. If you got an iPhone, download it. I'll get right back to you. Send you a personal message like I did to um, you know everybody who's gone on there. Butterfly Radio, get the free app and send me a message. Okay, guys, here's the deal. A couple of crazy things happened this week. I'm going to get right into one story that I think is um, crazy, unacceptable, amusing. It's not unacceptable for the week. It's just an unacceptable thing that had happened. All right? And if you guys could tell, I got a little pep in my step for episode 99. You want to know why? I slept for 10 fucking hours last night. I feel phenomenal. I had a coffee. I'm eating good. I'm ready to go. Okay? I'm going to trim the beard down, shave it. Nice, clean, fresh look. I'm feeling good. Okay, this is the Verzi Effect Podcast Show with your host, me, Paul Verzi, with a little extra pep in my step. I got a movie to talk about. We're doing it. So here's, here's, here's what happened. Last week, I'm feeling weird. I'm feeling fucking weird, man, right? I started to, I was getting like the shakes. I got lightheaded. Just felt like I was getting like those like flu flu-like symptom chills when I didn't have the flu or even a cold. I have a tiny little bit of a cold now, but like I'm talking like when when you're normal and, and you know you don't have a cold, you know you don't have a flu, but out of nowhere you would just for a second get those feelings. So I'm like, man, this is really weird. So my wife and I, my wife's telling me, she's like, what's wrong with you? Ever since Friday, you've been just like, you know, I was losing my patience a little bit. 
you know, like when my kids would do something, I was just kind of more like, instead of being like super, super patient, I would just kind of like, I'd be patient a little bit, but then I'd be like, all right, enough's enough, which is just quicker for me, you know, to do. I'm trying, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So we figured out what happened and here's what, here's what happened. Okay. This is crazy shit. I'm not making this up for the show. It's really, it's scary. I went to, me and my wife go to, um, we get our prescriptions from, from Target. My wife is on some, like, she's on some medicine, some thyroid medicine. And um, I take my, um, I take my Luvox, my Luvox, which is for like the OCD fucked up thoughts. I was off it for 11 years and I started back up to take it a little bit to see if it'll help, see what it'll do. So I've been kind of on and off, like playing with like a low dosage of this Luvox, which is not really antidepressant. They say it could be for an antidepressant, but that wasn't my issue. My issues was the OCD shit that I talk about on stage. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take this, take this low dosage of, uh, of my medication, try it. So I've been trying it for, for a little while now. And, and my wife is on thyroid medicine. Okay. I'm sure you guys know where I'm going with this, but I got to tell you the fucking story. So. I'm just feeling weird, and I remember when I opened my my new prescription, I was like, oh, that's funny. The pill's round and shit, but it looks a little different. But it said, Paul Verzi, my medicine, the label, and everything like that. So sit down. I go to breakfast with my wife, and we're talking, and she's like, what's been going on with you since Friday? Are you okay? And, you know, and she's like, you just been, you seem like you've been short lately. You've been, and I said, I got to be honest with you, Stace. I don't feel, I feel like, you know, I was at the comedy club last night. I just felt a little off, man, out of sorts. And, you know, I was like, I think maybe my, maybe my medicine, so I said to her, I go, maybe my medicine is like, maybe since the pill's a little different, maybe it's like a, a lower dose, or maybe it's not, not right, I gotta just check it out. And she goes, yeah, that's funny, she goes, my medicine, I thought my medicine is on like, was like a, a, you know, like a little bigger. So all of a sudden, we just look at each other, and we go, holy shit. So we just go, we've been taking each other's medicine for four days now, four days that's crazy four days of taking so so now so i'm going through these chills and everything which means my body is probably going through some kind of and then i thought back to when i wasn't on on anything and i was like oh man that like i got the chills when i got off it like years ago and then i'm talking years ago i got I, you know you get the chills when you go off of medicine you get some kind of withdrawal so i'm going through that shit and my wife's been telling me for four days, I don't know why, I'm just so exhausted. I'm so tired. I'm so fucking exhausted. So I go home and I got, I got to check these labels and, and there's going to be hell to pay. Okay? This is ridiculous. Somebody, you could die. Somebody could die. So I go, I want to check to make sure that we're right. So I go home. I look at the label. Sure enough, label says Paul Bursey, the medicine that I take, and it's not. I look at hers, her medicine. You know, Stacy Verzi, everything on her label says what she's taking for the thyroid medicine. And and I look in it and I, I recognize the pills in her bottle. Now, I know you could say, well, how come you guys just didn't look at the pills? The reason why is both were round and sometimes you never, like, I don't know if they just changed. I know sometimes tablets change or whatever, so we didn't know. We're going by, I mean, what they need to do as professionals. The bottle's the same. Plus, when you're used to taking something for a while, you just get the bottle, you know, you look up, my name's on the label, this is it. I looked at the pill. I did say to myself, oh, this looks a little smaller, but whatever. Maybe they're fucking able to make it look a little smaller. I don't fuck, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, I'm not a pharmacist. I'm not going to start breaking it down. So... I was taking thyroid medicine for four days and not my pills that I've been taking. And my wife has been taking slash antidepressant slash compuls compulsive shit. And she's exhausted. So I find out they make a mistake. And my wife is like, man, I feel bad for who you're going to talk to. You better give them hell. And I go, I'm going to give them hell. I'm going to give them fucking. So I call up. I call up the pharmacy. I go, yeah, I need to talk to who's in charge right away. I need to talk to who's in charge. Lady gets on the phone. I was like, listen, man, we got an issue here. She's like, okay, what is it? I said, are you the person in charge? She says, yes. I said, well, here's the issue. I said, I went with my wife to go pick up our medications, okay? I'm taking what I'm taking. She's taking what she's taking for her thyroid. We get this medicine. I'm feeling weird for days. And your pharmacist put the wrong pills in the wrong bottles. My wife's been feeling like this. I've been feeling like this. God forbid, what if my wife was pregnant? What if what if one of us dropped dead from this shit? And they were like, oh my God, I am so sorry. And she was so nice and cool and like understanding of my concern that it diffused me from fucking losing my shit. 
She's like, oh my God, this is a very big deal. This isn't right. And instead of me being like, yeah, you're fucking right. It's not right. Somebody could have died. Like, what are you going to do for me? Okay, I want a bag of cash. Okay, I want free prescriptions for another year. Like, I wanted to just lose my shit. Like, I wanted to walk out there with toys for my kid. Like, I just wanted to just have a fucking, just target bags of fucking just uh, your loaves of bread and shit, like, it's a bad economy, I want donuts, I want fucking, I want matchbox cars for my son, like, I thought I was gonna get some, like, and, and she totally was so cool that I was like, alright, well, I actually thanked her, that's how much she diffused it, this is how good she was at what she did, she was, oh my god, I'm gonna get the head of these people here, this is not right, I am so sorry, something, you know, that's, this is, and I was like, alright, well, you know, thanks for being cool, thanks for being cool, and, you know, I, I know some of you were like, no, Paul, you should have went in there. You should have got something. I get what you're saying, and part of me thinks that too. Uh, excuse me, I'm sipping some water here. But I, I I didn't know what to do when the lady was so accommodating. She was so nice. She totally understood. And um, you know what? That does have to be unacceptable for the week. I'll give another unacceptable for the week, but that that's unacceptable. I mean, like what if it was some real heavy shit? Like, what if we were both, I mean, because if that happened, like, what happens if we were both on, like, big white pills that were painkillers, or one of us was on a big white pill that's a painkiller, and another one was on a big white pill that's something, and like, you're taking the wrong, like, it's just really, it's not cool. So that's what happened, and then I was able to, I was able to, you know, um, calm down, and I was able to to get some rest, get back on the right meds, and my wife got back on the right meds, but can you believe that shit? Like, how crazy is that, that that, that happened? Um, I didn't think that that was even possible to happen. But I will tell you this. I, I believe, and you guys tell me if you think I'm right, I believe somebody should lose their job over that or be really, like, get doc pay or something. And I'm not trying to be a dick. I know people make mistakes. I get that. But you can't make that mistake. Like, that's a mistake you can't fucking make. That's like a young kid out of school, like, fucking nervous, not knowing what they're doing, or not paying attention. Like, you can't make that mistake. To give somebody the wrong medication, what happens if somebody's, like, schizophrenic? Or what happens if somebody's on, like, some heavy shit, like lithium, or something really crazy? You never know. You could, somebody could, you know, you could drop dead. What happens if something, you know, is, 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 is for heart medicine, and, and somebody fucking has a heart attack? I mean, you never know, so... Um, I was pissed off and I'm glad and I, I, I got to tell you, it, I'm not saying it affected me on stage, but I felt different. I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, why am I, I just felt, I just didn't feel right. So let me know if that's ever happened to you. Um, people were like, man, you should have sued, but like you can only sue and do a lawsuit or something if something bad happens. So I wasn't going to, you know, I wasn't going to do that. I didn't know, you know, I don't know what to what am I going to do? You know, the lady was nice and, and that's it. But, uh, so be careful. So just because, just because that, you know, that you think they know it and they just give it to you and it's their job, make sure you look. And again, I know some of you right now, no, you should have noticed that the pill, trust me, if you saw what I saw, it was just like, I've been going there for so long. My wife's been going there for so long. They've never made a mistake. And pills do change sometimes. Sometimes pills can go generic. You know, they, they you know you never know. And it was both round. It wasn't like some really it wasn't like I got some fucking, you know, neon purple square pill out of nowhere. That would have been different, but that wasn't the case. So pretty scary stuff. And uh, make sure you check and you talk to your pharmacist and be like, don't fuck up. Alright, I'm not going into a loony bin because your fucking intern is trying to blow the guy working the register. All right, I don't know why I said that, but sorry. All right, let's, let's keep going with the podcast here. Started off with a bang, crazy story. Speaking of crazy stories, let's talk about two things here. I've got to talk about this Dorner guy who uh, I guess went out in a blaze of fire here. And um, also this uh, no-legged dude who apparently killed his model girlfriend, which is, you know, um, first thing, this cop, is it me or every picture of this guy looked like he was the nicest guy ever? You cannot look at a picture of that guy Dorner and be like, I, I wouldn't let that guy watch my kids. Like, you'd be like, oh, you know what, I think if I went to the, <laughs> like, he just looked, uh, like a nice guy. And, and you're like, wait, he did what? 
And apparently, like, this is, but see, this is interesting. The, the interesting thing about this story to me, and, and somebody on the news said this, and I was like, man, that really is a good point. There really is something weird about, uh, look like an, I'm sorry here, I'm just fucking seeing what's going on in my hotel. Um, so, somebody said something that he was like, he never hurt anybody else, really. He only was like adamant about hurting the LAPD or the, you know, the police officers and their families, which means I think there's some shit again, not a conspiracy, you know, but I think some shit, like, I think there's going to be a movie. I really do. I think one day, like, I think like, you know, who knows, like Vin Reigns or someone's going to play this guy, but there's going to be a movie about this. And I think that there's an untold story because they had people talking like his friend was like, man, I went to college with that guy. That guy was on my college football team. That guy was like, this is not the guy that I know. And I know things could change over 10 years. But I think as a person, you are who you are. And for you to get that mad, like somebody made a good point. I was talking to somebody and they're like, what happened if he saw something? What happened if he saw something and some shit happened and they were like, no, we got to get this fucking guy out. And they were trying to kill him. I'm not saying that's the case. I mean, listen, people go a little crazy. Maybe the dude went crazy. But he like tied people up and didn't hurt them. And it was just really weird. And then he went out. And part of me, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know the story. When I found out that he killed two innocent people, like a, like a daughter and like a, a son-in-law or something, and I was like fucked up. But before I heard that, I was almost like, man, I want to see how far this could go. Because, like, that's how much of movies we've seen. Where you, Not that you root for the bad guy, but you're like, wow, how far? But I don't want him to kill innocent people when I say that. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, uh, oh, hold on. I'm getting a call right now from my wife. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Is on oh, professional. Hello? Oh, hey, guys. I got to put this on pause. Hold on. Hold on one second. I got to put this on pause for one second. Okay, I'm back. See, seamless, you didn't know anything about it. You don't know how long that conversation was. Anyway, no, what I'm what I'm trying to say is with this guy, I don't wanna I don't wanna get this wrong here. Like I don't want you to get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm rooting for the guy he's killing innocent, innocent people. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is like before I knew what was going on, when I found out he was going after cops, I had that like, oh shit, like in a movie type thing where like, what if this guy saw something? What if they were trying to do something to him? Almost like the negotiator. Almost like the negotiator with um, with Samuel L. Jackson. I think that's a perfect example. Like, it would look like on the news that this guy was, you know, out there and he killed a cop, but you never know. So I was just, I was really intrigued by that. But the the person on the news was like, he never did. There's so much to this shit that you don't know, and we'll never know. Again, once again, we'll never know. But um, he was in a part, and I'm not gonna lie. Part of me was like, imagine if he didn't die in that fire. And, like, he set that up and, like, he's out there right now. But I think there'll be a movie and hopefully, you know, some things do come out that let people understand exactly what happened. But I just, usually the pictures of people that are, like, really nuts never look like that. You know, these people with the shootings, they always look like it could not look worse. You, like, you look in their eyes and you're like, that person is fucked up. Like, this guy looked like, like, this guy looked like he took his kids to, like, the ice capades and shit. Like, this guy looked like he was, you know wait on a long line to get his kids tickets for a Ferris wheel and 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 all of a sudden the shit just went south so I thought that that was pretty weird that was the first weird thing that happened this week or or, or I should say tragic thing that happened uh it's been going on for a little while and the other thing now is this um Blade Runner guy uh this uh Pitoris guy whatever uh, Oscar uh, Pitoris whatever his name is um who Apparently, shot and killed his model girlfriend in in um, in his South African home. Um, and I just I don't know, man. Like another guy that like was crying. He was like the story of the London Games or or one of the big stories of the London Games. So it's just weird. It was like it, it makes you say like, was that dude always nuts and evil? Like, did he always, like, fantasize, or was it just, like, could that shit happen to somebody, like, anybody, if she, you know, because something really had to go down, you know, like, there was a heated argument, she could have been leaving him, she could have been like, look, man, I tried doing this two-leg thing, I tried doing this, two <laughs> I tried doing this two-leg thing for a while, man, I gotta be honest, though, like, you know, I just can't do it anymore, you know, your metal legs are scraping me at night and shit, <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm not trying to make light of it, but you know. Or what happens if he was cheating on her and she's like, How dare you? 
How dare I been with your freaky ass, you fucking freak. I've been with you, no, I've been standing by you, and you're gonna fuck some girl who just who just wants to say she fucked the freak, and then he just snapped and killed her. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> either way, I know I'm in rare form today, guys. I'm in rare form today. I uh, I'm not gonna lie. I got a lot on my mind. It's amazing what some rest and some caffeine could do. Just really weird stories, though, man, that are going on. I, I think that, um, you know, I don't think, I don't think everybody could kill. Like, I think there's like, I think everyone's got a breaking point, but I, killing, I, I think that certain people have a side that nobody knows about and if it comes out some really horrible horrific shit can happen but i just don't know i just don't think everybody can do that i think people can leave i think people can hit you know i think people can make a mistake and 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 hit i think if you know things like that can happen or, or you could lose control of yourself and and stuff like that but as far as like either pulling a trigger or stabbing or choking to death i just think that that's a really disturbed person that has some shit in them for a while cuz i mean like you got to know as an adult like this person's never going to come back again like if i kill him you know what I mean? like i just feel like that's such a it's it's a very big you could beat the shit out of somebody and feel bad about it. Be like, man, I fucking I beat the shit out of him. But like to just kill, like to, to that's I think that there's some crazy stuff. And I think obviously the guy probably had a lot of rage and you know and maybe felt insecure about not having legs and being with a pretty woman. Who knows? You know. But I just I don't know. I don't know. Like I was talking to a buddy today and I was like, could we do that? Like could could anybody? When I say we, like the majority of people who are well, you know, I think I hope the majority of people are are sane or at least know not to murder somebody. Like, but can that just can anybody just snap? It could be a really possessive, you know. But something happened, and I, I and I'm not even trying to be funny. I think something like I think the something had to do with his legs. Like whether it was him being just insecure and like being possessive of her and hearing something that she was doing. But like this had to have to do with this dude not having legs, I think. I, I mean, I wouldn't imagine, you know. Yeah, you're cheating on me. Well, I've been fucking the Tin Man for like something happened where, you know, he was just like, oh, Tin Man. I can't do a South African accent, but, you know, something happened. Weird stories. And unexpected things. That one I think is cut and dry. He's weeping in the courtroom. I think he knows he made a, 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 a you know an, a terrible mistake. He's gonna go to jail for either. They don't have the death penalty in South Africa. I learned so. I think that he's either gonna go to jail for either twenty years, or if they think it was premeditated, he's going to jail for life. But you know, I don't know. I I don't know what to even think about a guy who like was a hero and then just lost his shit and shot his girl like i, I just that's man people we live in a crazy we really do like it, like we live in a crazy fucked up world don't we like it's never just nice and peace like we've never had a year or two years where just everything is cool crime rates down people are happy like how come that doesn't happen I understand there's too many people for it to happen, but at least calm down with the like the over the top crazy shit running into theaters shooting, running into schools shooting, fucking cops just you know like like holding hostages and and you know Olympian heroes just shooting I like it's just too much. What's next? The only thing I'm really waiting for and and this will be something that I I hope me and people I care about and my family and, and good people aren't involved in this. But I am waiting for like a zoo of animals, like just a, a whole zoo to just like animals escaping and running around. I, I'm not going to lie to you. That is – I – seeing like gorillas and giraffes and bears and like and wild cats like running through streets and people just frantically – like i got to be honest with you. That is going to be – Oh my God, could you imagine, could you just imagine if like you turned on the news, like Eyewitness News or whatever, Channel 7, and you just saw like, holy shit, like the Bronx Zoo gates opened up, New York City is just being like, just, just wild animals are running through New York City. Oh my God, would that be hilarious. 
just like a grizzly bear standing outside of Starbucks with terrified <laughs> with terrified people holding frozen mocha lattes with the look of like the fear of God in their face just crying and they're just grizzly bears and everything standing outside like a gorilla is just punching the window and it's a slow turtle walks by <laughs> in, in frame <laughs> tell me that would not be the greatest news story of all time that's the greatest news story of all time what because the reporter wouldn't even know what to say the reporter would just be like um folks you guys aren't gonna believe this but um new york city is being taken over by the bronx zoo <laughs> animals there's just snakes going around oh my god it would be phenomenal how great would that be to just see like a baboon jumping on the top of a cab punching it with people screaming and somebody got like a still shot of that <laughs> uh, the starbucks line is making me laugh still i think i might have to use that one i might have to write that down oh it'd be great weird animals too you know just a sloth, a bunch of sloths running around Grand Central Station. That would be a news story. Like that, that's something I want to see. I don't want to see people. I mean, if I'm gonna see a tragedy, I'd rather it be something like that. You know, I don't want to see like somebody like a, a grown adult just, you know, just doing this shit to har- doing horrible things. I want to see something like carnival cruise ship just a loser the engines don't work like what the fuck how does that happen how does that shit happen i I don't understand that and the tugboats don't work and shit and people are sitting on there it smells like shit they're like i don't know man And then the new, I would love that. Wouldn't it be great though if the media just had nothing to report on ever? They couldn't report. They just couldn't report. Everything was fine. So the news would just, like, it would downgrade from, like, a shooting somewhere to, they could say nothing. Like, then then they would just, like, hype up weather or try to make storms look like a bigger storm's coming than it is or something like that. But we live in a crazy world is the point. And it it really is sad and sick. and, And we put it on ourselves. And human beings could be awful. I said something on stage last night. I was talking about it, and it was, it was like that. That's what's so crazy about like the human mind and how it can go, where things can just go really south with your thought process. Where I talked about that that show, um, Fatal Attractions, that used to be on Animal Planet or whatever. These people that have like hyenas in their houses and shit. They have giraffes, and guy had like a sixteen hundred pound buffalo in his living room. And they show like one side is like it's okay, nothing happened. And the other side is like somebody's got like a tiger, the tiger killed him. And they say no matter how much you love the tiger and how much the tiger loves you as a cub, it has something in them where as it gets older and it gets into its adult life, it will turn on you, kill you, and eat you. And I said on on stage, I was like, well, what if they're not, what if they don't have something in them? What if they just really get sick of you and they don't have the thing to turn on? Like everybody's been in a relationship where they can't stand the person. It's just you don't kill them. That the tigers are just like fuck it. I can't see this guy anymore. I just he's always saying the same shit. He's always petting me in the same places. I just don't want to see him every day, so I'm gonna fucking kill him. But people know <laughs> that you can't do that. That's like what I think is. I guess what I'm trying to say is I am so fascinated with the fact that you can literally just say fuck it. Cause that's what, let, let's be honest. Somebody that like that, it, it, that's not a coincidence that people are like, no, he was a normal guy. He did this. He probably was, and that's scary to me and fascinates me that you can just flip the switch and be like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck it. Like, what? I, I guess I'm fascinated too by like the last meal they have before they know they're gonna do something. A guy's just cutting into his steak, and he's biting his steak and everything, and he's just like chewing it. He's like, oh, this is cooked good. Yep, tomorrow's the day. I'm going to go in and I'm going to kill everybody. Um, okay, I had some more gravy over here. And he's just, and he knows. And like, that's a really freaky, crazy thing to me. To just to just not have the reason anymore. Like, does that thing in the side of your head go, wait a minute, dude, you can't do that. You're going to go to jail for the rest of your life. Or you're going to die. Like, you're not going to exist. Like, don't you want to have more of these steaks? I, uh, I had a buddy. 
whose brother was a head investigator for New York, and he used to get serial killers, and he was a really heavy dude. And he said, like, with serial killers, serial killers don't have the, the snap in them. Serial killers are just, there's like a chemical where they literally don't have, like, remorse. Like a serial killer, like, you know, a, a real serial killer, they can, they can literally, like, cut your head off like throw it in a river and then like get in the car and then go run an errand and 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 that 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 was just part of their day like they were like you know i got the laundry at one i cut that motherfucker's head off at three um i gotta go to dinner later i might cut this other dude's head off at nine but i gotta see if porn stars is coming on because i gotta see uh you know like i that's sick to me like that but see that i could understand more because it's like that, that's just a chemical in the brain like something's clearly wrong i'm talking about i'm fascinated by people that like lived a normal life they had a family everything was good and then they just snapped that shit scares me you ever know do you ever know somebody that you're like i think that person could flip <laughs> like i th- i think i think that that person can you know um, like turn to the other side like they look normal now but I, I think that that person could go everybody knows there's somebody at your job that you talk to or you see and you're like man I don't know if, think, if things went really south with Ralph um, I think Ralph could come in here and just start spraying people I think everybody knows somebody like that which is scary because you never know okay enough of killing and crazy shit happening in the world we all know that that happens, and it's unfortunate. I just, I just want I just want a time where we could go a long time without some nutty shit, is what I'm saying. Uh, I got a couple of things to talk about with the comedy, so we're already 36 minutes in, but I got more. So sit back, relax. I hope you guys are enjoying wherever you are more than I'm enjoying Syracuse. No, it's not that bad. I'm having, a, I'm having a decent time. But a couple of things happen in the world of comedy for me, so I will. Um, I'll tell you about them. People were talking about um, doing, you know, asking me about alternative rooms. People were, you know, wanting to find out about that scene. And I actually did a, um, I did a hipster room. I did, I did Hannibal. I, I, they called it a hipster room. I thought it was a good room, but I did Hannibal Burris's room. Hannibal's hilarious. Uh, I did Hannibal Burris's room in Brooklyn uh, at the Knitting Factory. And I got to tell you, this was. Like, if you like comedy or, like, if you want to see, like, an insane show, like, if you're ever in Brooklyn on Sunday night, I, I, there's no Sunday night in America. I mean, I don't care. I've seen enough shows in the time I've been doing stand-up. This is some eight-mile comedy shit. But here's the thing. It's packed with hipsters, and they're all standing, and they're right on top of you, and it is fucking packed wall-to-wall. It's sick. And now I'm like, look, I don't consider myself you know, mainstream, alternative, you know, fucking hipster. I consider myself, I'm a comedian, man. I want a microphone and I want to make people laugh. People are people, okay? Now, yeah, I would say I'm more of, if you did have to put me in a category, if you were if you were forced to put me in a category, I'm more of a mainstream comic. I'm not, you know, I don't talk about being awkward because in my opinion, you know, I'm not, I'm not awkward. I wasn't a nerd. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm who I am. I'm friends with everybody. I was the type of dude when I was in high school, you know, I was friends with everybody. I really was. I was, you know, I was friends with the preps. I was friends with the jocks. I was friends with the, you know, just every type of group that, that was in school. That's who I was cool with. And so I never looked at it like, what is my style of comedy? You know, I did come up in, in the urban scene because, you know, that was where I was getting stage time. And, you know, there were great crowds. And then, you know, then I would do a show, you know, for older people. And then I would go on the road and it would be middle America and all types of people. And then I do shows where it was all white people. Like, I've, I've done it all as far as crowds. So, um, although I haven't done all Asian. I've done like all Hasidic Jewish people. I've done. I haven't done all Asian, which I would, which would pretty, which would be interesting. I remember in Rodney Dangerfield's book, he said he did a show, and the first time his father ever saw him, it was all Asians, and he didn't know how it would go, and he said it ended up going great. But you know, that that'd be something. I mean, I'm into performing for whoever, so I go there, and I got to tell you, it was definitely like I didn't know what the definition of hipster was. Like, oh, you going to Williamsburg, man? Fuck, you let those hipsters judge you? I didn't even know what that shit meant. So I was like, what's a hipster? What is a hipster? And he's like, oh, man, they're douchey. And I go, I know you're saying they're douchey, but what's a hipster? And this was the description I got. Well, they're proud of their bad clothes. 
they uh they all have Macs. They all have Mac laptops. And uh and they love coffee shops. It was the dumbest explanation I've ever heard of what a hipster is. I don't even know what the fuck like First of all, I had a fucking Old Navy hoodie on that I was proud of. So I guess, you know, I like coffee shops and I have a Mac laptop. So fuck you, I'm a hipster, you know. But I go there and it was just, they, don't get me wrong, the room was cool. They were very, um, you know, the room was very, they were very, you know, into everything. That You know, they laughed at stuff that was good. But you can feel that it was, um, it was definitely, you know, different. And, and they liked really cool, honest stuff. But it wasn't like set up for, you know, a comedy club. It was more of, okay, let's see what this dude has to say. And it was different and cool. But I would recommend everybody, every comedian, like, don't look at crowds and say, oh, man, like, that's not, you know, yeah, I guess I will say this, though. I mean, I asked a crowd, does anybody here have kids? And like two or three people clapped and there was like over 100 people there. You know, and that got a laugh, and I was joking with them for being free and having no commitment, and they were cool. They laughed about it, but, you know, it's not, it's really not, like, 100% real world, but to, to those people, it is, and you're in front of those people, so you got to make those people laugh and figure out a way to do it, and I recommend doing everything. Like, don't be one of those comedians that's like, I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going into that room. I'm not fucking going to, you know, there's a part of you that wants to be like, I just want a comedy crowd to listen to anything, but, you know, and, and certain crowds want certain things, but find out where you're at with all crowds. That's how I looked at it. And I had a good time, and I told them that hipster story that I didn't know what hipsters were, and they liked it. You know, they were really cool with it. And I did, a, I closed with a bit that I never closed with before, and um, and that was cool. That worked. So, um, but I definitely felt the difference in the crowd as far as, you know, whatever you want to call it, hipster alternative. Like it was more of that, but it was still really cool. Uh, then something happened that I wanted to talk about, and I don't know how I handled this, and I don't know if I handled this right, so I guess listen to it, take it in, the more I think about it, I think my instincts were right, but I did something, and I was like, man, should I have done that, and this is what happened, the other night, what night was it, um, Wednesday night, I went into New York City, and I had a show, I had a, a 1045 spot at Stand Up New York, um, before that, my friend who runs a room at a bar was like, why don't you come down to this bar if you want? You know, I'll put you up when you want to go up. You know, it's obviously, you know, a free show. I think it's a free show for the crowd. You know, comedians, you know, don't get paid. But, you know, as a friend of mine, I say, yeah, you know, I'll come down. I got a 1045 spot. I'll go later on in the show. So I go into this room and uh, this bothered me for like a day and a half. But I think I, I think I did the right thing. The more I think about it and I, I realize that you need to trust certain shit in your life, in, 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 with, with instincts, especially when you have experience. So... I go in there, and there's like 12 people in there, and uh, there's a comedian on stage, and, you know, he can't even get his jokes out because there's a woman going back and forth talking with him about everything, trying to be, and he was going back and forth with her and just trying to deal with it, and as much as comedians say, you know, it's good, and it is good sometimes to do that, and you get better from it and everything, it, it's a shitty thing, it's bullshit, you know, you don't want to be up there, like, uh, some of the people were, like, sitting in the back, and then there was, like, a few, there was one cool table to the right of, like, four or five dudes that were, you know, into it, but other than that, it was just, you know, one guy just kept looking at his cell phone right in the front, so it's, you're in the back of this bar in this shitty room, there's, like, 12 people, then there's, like, comics on the right, it was just, a, it was just a really, not a, you know, I'm gonna be, and, and listen, it's gonna, I'm sure it'll grow into something great, but it just wasn't conducive for comedy, in my opinion. Okay, but, you know, it's my friend, so I'm going to go up, I'm going to do the show. So, um, I go on stage, and by this time, it's like towards the end of the show. I think I was going, I went like second to last or whatever it was. And right when I get on stage, I just look at the crowd, and they're just like talking, looking at each other, not into the thing. And I'm just like, why the fuck am I here? Like, why did I even, this isn't comedy, you know? And I was joking around, and I was like, fuck, man, I am better than this shit. Like, totally joking. And they're still not paying attention. I'm trying to get into some jokes, and I'm just looking around, and it's ridiculous. So what I say is, like, I can't give myself. I can't, and, and, and this is what, I, was what my thought process was. Like, I'm up here, and I'll give, you, I'll give you jokes. I'll give you the service that I provide, and I'm not getting paid, and then it's just free for you. But it was just, I think maybe because of the way the show was going before, it was just a bullshit thing. And so what I did was, what I wanted to do was I wanted to look at the dude who was on the phone a lot. 
And I said to the dude, I go, dude, you're on your phone the whole time. I was like, if you're that important, like, you wouldn't be here. Like, why are you? He said, well, actually, I wasn't really on the phone. And it was like, yeah, you were. So I started to try to talk. And, and then I just looked around the room and I go, you know something? I can't, I'm not giving these people jokes. I'm not. I'm not. So I'll talk. I'll try to do some really new jokes. So I tried to go in some really new jokes. I tried to ask the people that were paying attention where they're from and what's about. And I just never got it off. I never got it off. The You know, it just was really bad. And then, you know, so I started asking people about their fetishes because I'm doing a joke. I'm doing a joke about um, blowjobs or about I'm doing a joke about how like, like, I, you know, I don't even want to, I'm just doing a joke about like fetishes and, and, and you know, and getting a BJ and shit and, and certain dudes, how they go about it, right? So I start, I wanted to start talking about fetishes and there were these four girls drinking like champagne, like drinking flutes of champagne and they're sitting there and they're half talking to each other and then looking at the stage, not even paying attention. So I was like asking about fetishes and finally I was just like, I'm not, I'm not, I, I just, I, I'm just going to stay up here and talk to the crowd for a while, maybe try to get a couple of jokes out and get off stage. And then finally one girl's like, so did you like prepare anything? Is this what you prepared? And I just looked at her and I was like, you know what? I go, to be honest with you, the blatant disrespect in this room for what the comedians are doing, um, like I can't, I can't, I can't give you jokes. Like you people don't deserve jokes. You just don't. You don't deserve jokes. So, you know, I'll stay up here and like, you know, and I'll, and in my mind I was like, no, you know, these guys are cool over here. And I was, and I was just making fun of the room and making fun of the people being there. And the one thing I felt bad about was I wasn't going last, so the dude going last had probably had to clean this up, but I just was really in a, and I was really like, I can't fucking believe this shit, you know, like, I, like these people, and, and then I just, I just started, so then I went into one joke at the end, I said something, and I just told the crowd, you know, if you didn't like this, go fuck yourself, and I got off stage. And the dude who goes after me was really like pissed, not at me, but at the crowd. So he just started he just started attacking them, like fuck you, no one likes you, girls. You got no personality, and he just starts shitting on. Them. And like the people in the back were like, "This isn't right. Comics can't do this." And it got really ugly and bad. And I apologized to the person who put me in the room, like, "Man, I'm sorry. You know that I just couldn't give these people jokes. I'm sorry, I couldn't." And if you saw the room, you would know that you would kind of understand. So now the the show's over and people are upset. And one guy's like, you can't do that. You're a professional. And I was like, dude, I go, listen, you got to understand. You got to put yourself in our situation too. I go, you guys, I feel bad. You, these people were all the way in the back though, half paying attention to. And, you know, and, and, you know, they were far back. And they would have been good if they were in the front, but they weren't. And it was a long show. And, the, and people in the crowd were saying that it was turning into a down, downward spiral anyway. And he was like, well, you know, you guys got it. I mean, that's your job as a comic. And the guy was a condescending little cunty fucking, you know, he had that little fucking, I don't know, bitch, the bitchy voice. Like, well, yeah, what do you mean? And I was like, look, I've been doing this shit 13 years, okay? And I was like, and I don't need to validate to you. I don't need, I don't owe you an explanation, but I've been doing this a long time. I've been in big rooms. I was in Carnegie Hall, all right? He's like, yeah, what's your point? I was like, my point is. That if I go on stage and I see that people just aren't fucking there and it's just a shit show. And he's like, well, we were paying attention. I go, dude, it, it was, it just wasn't, condu- like, it, it wasn't conducive to comedy. It really, really wasn't. I can't, I, I, you know, and they were like, no, we wanted to laugh. We would have laughed. And I was just like, whatever, you know, you'll never get it. And I was trying to talk to them. And he was being a dick and a condescending cunt. And, you know, and then this girl came over and she's like, we would have left. And I want, and, and I was nice to her and I, I should have told her, fuck you, and I should have just left. But the stupid nice guy I am actually tried to explain it to a couple people. But they were talking in between. And then this nice couple was leaving and they were like, yeah, this, this, you know, I, I hear you because it was just a downward spiral from everything. So anyway, that happened and I didn't do really jokes and I couldn't get some stuff off and I was just standing there taking pain. And, um... And I thought about it for it. And I went to Stand Up New York and it was a regular show and I had a great time, a regular crowd. And then I was thinking about like, did I do the right thing there? And I was really, like, I was really, really like asking myself, like, was I not professional in that moment? Was I, was I not doing the right thing? Should I have just stayed there and made these people, made these, you know, however many people get them to stop talking and listen to me? And every time I went through it in my head, I said no. 
Every time I tried to fucking say to myself, no, maybe these fucking people, maybe as a professional, I would have said, you know, I could have got everybody to calm down and done my thing. But you know something? When you got a table of girls drinking champagne, looking at each other, and then looking up and then talking. So then, like, one girl said something when I was on stage. She goes, you know, you should have said, like, these, these are your jokes. You should have said something. Like, we're trying to li-. And I go, listen, ma'am. There's another thing I said. I go, listen, don't think I'm not going to stay up here. And dance like a monkey for you for the 10 seconds you're paying attention. But then the rest of the time you're sitting there talking to your friends. Like, I'm not doing that. Fuck you. Like, I'm not doing it. And, like, some of the comics were clapping and stuff. But I just didn't want to do it. And the more I think about it, I realized I realized something. And what I realized was I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't have been. And I, and I mean no disrespect. I mean absolutely no disrespect to to anybody on the show, anybody running the show, I don't mean that. And I, and I really but I shouldn't have been there and I should have just said and I talked to some veteran comedians and I should have just said, you know something like I'm not going to go up here. But, you know, I was there for a friend and I was going to, you know, and you know, you want to get some stage time and, and and you know, anytime you get up it's good, but not when it's a fucking circus just to do it in front of that little people. And what I should have done and you know, I was just like, yeah, this is not this is not really what I'm trying to because then it turns into like I'm going to get bitter and I'm going to attack somebody. I'm going to say shut the fuck up. It's unfair to the people. There were people that were being cool, but to try to talk to those people like I'm not going to talk to four people and like have a bunch of people talking. So um, I guess what I'm trying to say is stage time is good, but just know when to be like, you know what, man, I'm not, I'm not doing this shit. I'm not, you know, and, and it has nothing to do with, oh, you're better than, I mean, I was joking by saying I'm better than it, like kind of joking at the moment. I mean, I, I really feel like, you know, for what, you know, an experienced comedian like myself is bringing to the table. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, but you know, what was bothering me was it was a comedy show. I did have a microphone. I got on this stage, but I just couldn't bring myself to dancing like a monkey and really trying to prove myself and trying to get into jokes and trying to give these people something when the, when it was just not there because of the shitty show that it was. So, you know, next time I'm just going to be like, you know something? Like, I'm, I don't need to do this. I don't need to do it. I don't need to put myself through it. This game is hard as it is. I'm not going to fucking take lumps when I don't need to. So that was just something I went through. And I haven't gone through something like that in a really long time. And it was, uh, it was refreshing. It was cool. But at the same time, it, was, it, it wasn't cool. And it was something that makes you realize, again, like, I have did these rooms a long time ago. I'm not going to force some shit. And I know people need stage time, so you got to force it. But fuck that. You know, um... Uh, so I guess if you think I did the wrong thing, if you think I should have just stayed up there, you know, I thought about that. But I think my instincts as a comedian doing this as long as I did looking at the room and seeing what it was, like, yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, please like me, listen to this joke and fuck that. And then and then the other alternative is to just, and I did shit on the place and I started making fun of where I was, but I don't want to get into it with people. So I would just rather not fucking, you know, you know, I would just rather not fucking, you know, yell at people or just say fuck you. But it was just a blatant disrespect. And I think that's the problem with free shows. When when you're giving a free service, you're doing a free show. It's it's bad. When when you know when because any you know it's like no, nobody has anything to really lose. You know you pay for tickets. You're like all right, I just paid my money. I just paid fucking twenty dollars, ten dollars, twelve dollars, even five dollars, and I'm getting a drink. I want to see you know because money came out of your pocket. And it's just yeah, come in here, everybody. Yeah, come in, come in. We're we're fucking amazingly talented professionals who are gonna come up here and dance. Like come in, everybody, just sit down. And then it's like what they they could just you know. And 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 if you run a room, listen to me right now. If you run a room or you have a room. Do yourself a favor, who is ever hosting or who's ever fucking in charge of seating people, whatever you do, you have to tell these people, get off your cell phone or you'll be asked to fucking leave. Do not talk. I don't give a fuck. It's not about you and your group talking and socializing and then looking up at the comic when you want to. It's not about that. It's about fucking sitting down and watching a professional do their fucking job. And I realize that there are certain things that I just fucking won't do anymore. You know, I stood on a I stood on a fucking Coca-Cola soda crate in a pub in New Jersey while people were eating Italian dinner. And I did it and I had a good time doing it. But fuck that, man. I'm not at that place no more. And 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 a lot of comics aren't. Don't do it to yourself. And believe in your instincts. 
Believe in your instincts. Believe that if something is telling you something's not right, address it. Address it, no matter, no matter how awkward it gets. That was something that was bothering me. I wanted to get that off the chest, and I wanted to talk about it on my show. And I know I'm saying, hey, if you guys think I did the wrong thing, let me know. You know what? If, I, if you think I did the wrong thing, that's fine, and I'll be respectful and listen to you, but I know what my instincts told me so. And I, and I stuck with it. And that was uh, a unique experience. Um, speaking of shows, I am here this week. If you are around, I am doing two shows tonight in Syracuse at Wise Guys Comedy Club. I am doing two shows tomorrow, and I am doing one on Sunday. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great workout room. It's not too far from the house. I'm catching up on some sleep. I'll be going to the movies, and I'm having a great time doing it. So uh, if you're around and you're in this area, or even if you're not far, man, if you're in Albany or something, come up. Come up. We'll have a good time. And uh, you see a good show. Uh, unacceptable for the week is a 2013 hotel not having a flat screen. Period. Okay, I know the pharmacy fucking up my meds, but, you know, that, that goes without saying. It's 2013, people. Okay, you need HBO. You need the options to get movies on your credit card in the room. And you need a flat screen television on the wall. I don't give a shit where you are. I mean, I'm not in a red roof inn. I'm in a fucking nice hotel or, or, or a decent hotel. You gotta have a better you gotta have a better layout than this. That's unacceptable for the week. No flat screens in a hotel. Time for plugs, everybody. I didn't realize I've been rambling and ranting for, for 55 minutes about shit. Having a good time. But you know what? You know it's a good podcast when the time goes quick. Alright, let's see. What do we got coming up? Here we go. This week, like I said, wise guys in Syracuse till Sunday. Next week, I will be working on a showcase set. Uh, tune in February 27th. February 27th, I will be on the Artie Lang Show, which is also televised if you have direct TV. Uh, I'll be shooting the shit about sports with Artie. Ari's a great dude. It's going to be a great time. So if you have DirecTV, tune in and you could watch me on the show. If not, you could listen to listen to the show. And also, I will be in, was it March? For, for you guys that don't know, if you look at the website, March, I will be doing a bunch of local shows in New Jersey, but I also will be in Indiana with Bill Burr. I will be in Minnesota with Bill Burr. Check for those dates. I will be opening for the great... Fucking Bill Burr, who is, um, oh my God, I don't know if you guys didn't see his Conan appearance. I mean, could you have a better, could you have a better segment on a talk show ever? It was just absolutely epic. I'm not saying that because the dude is a dear friend of mine. I'm really not. Watch it. People have been saying it. I was completely, like, it was one of the most amazing things I've seen on TV in a very, very long time. Do yourself a favor and type it in, and, and, you know, you could look at it. It's on the, the, the Team Coco website, the the Conan website, but uh, Bill Burr on Conan had one of the most, I mean, it was just beyond, I've never seen a talk show host in my life turn into a giddy little girl who lost control of his laughter like that. It wasn't like some Hollywood laughter bullshit or yet, no, it was Conan t lost control of himself, holding his face like, wor like worming around on his chair. He could not stop laughing. It was e epic. And um, you guys have heard Bill on my show. I'm sure you listened to his Monday morning podcast, which is also fucking epic. So, um, you know, I'm opening for him is, you know, opening for a guy who's truly one of the best, if not the best doing it today, is amazingly, insanely humbling and awesome. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm so I'm telling you right now, uh, Indiana at the Gypsy Room and um, Minnesota, it's going to be we're going to have a great time out there. Got some other dates. So check the Paul Verzi website for that. And um, please keep going to Butterfly Radio, man. I keep getting entries and it's great. Also, leave um, leave comments on iTunes about the show the show is uh show is doing well because you guys like i always say also i am i got something else oh yeah oh, actually no i'm not gonna talk about that i got something else coming up but um i'll talk about that in the future in the future and i have some um some more road dates coming up which i will announce on here and you could also see on the um on the website so follow me at tw uh, at paul verzi on twitter all that stuff, and if there's anything that you guys want me to talk about, let me know. Next week, 
will be the 100th. I'm very, very proud of this. Very, very proud of this. If I had one of those clap buttons, I would hit the clap button. But um, I am very proud to say that I've been sitting here doing this um, and for as long as I have. And next week will be the 100th uh, episode of the Verzi Effect podcast. And like I said, we're waiting to see what's going to happen. But we're gonna, I'm going to do something cool for you guys, um, whatever it is. Uh, whether it's the you know the guest I have or whatever, but we're gonna you know gonna recap a lot of stuff and, and it's just gonna be a great time and it may go long. I'm sure it's gonna be a longer episode, so tune into that and please download this. And if you tell tell somebody, you know, if you like my show, you like what I do, and and you know, just say hey man, go to this if you wanna. If you don't want to hear some bullshit radio like, hey, we got Rihanna next. By the way, Rihanna is going to get the shit kicked out of her by Chris Brown again. Did you hear that? Yeah, they're back together. They were sitting courtside at, uh, so let's listen to some Rihanna before she gets her mouth shown. Like, I don't, I don't care about that shit. You know, I mean, listen, sometimes you hear a good song on the radio, but you guys like podcasts. You could listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, the Bill Burr podcast, Paul Verzi, Joe Matarese, who else are my friends? My buddy James Goff has a good podcast, my buddy Dante Nero, uh, the Bass Phillips Show, there's a great podcast, there's a bunch of great podcasts out there, start listening to them and supporting them, uh, Jim Florentine's is hilarious, start listening to more podcasts and stop with this fucking stupid, well, Carrie Underwood is going to be at the... <laughs> Carrie Underwood is going to be in the country. Did you hear about Carrie Underwood? She's dating a NASCAR driver, isn't she? Is, you know, like, it's, it's just, it's silly. I just can't, I just don't get it, people. What are we into? What the fuck are we into? <laughs> Snooki, Kim, Kar- Kim Kardashian's got a song. Kim Kardashian did a song, everybody. It's the downfall of America. I said that Khloe Kardashian, like, like Western New York, where I am right now, is the Khloe Kardashian of the state. <laughs> who else is big on the radio? Let's have fun with this for a second. Um, who else? Who else? I'm just gonna do this for a couple minutes, just because I'm in a hotel in Syracuse, and I don't care. You guys could turn it off, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on for a little bit here. Um. Who's, who's Alicia Keys, everybody. Alicia Keys is going to be. Hey, did you hear about Alicia Keys likes muffins from Dunkin' Donuts? Speaking of Dunkin' Donuts, we're sponsored by them. It, it, it's fucking stupid. Let's do another one. <laughs> ah. Oh, shit. Versus Effect Podcast, everybody. Trying to end, but we're not going to, are we? The hotel that I'm in has a sign on the desk that I'm sitting at that in big white bold, it says, we have, in big white bold. And it said, wired and wireless internet. (laughs) There should be a bigger fucking sign on the TV that says, we don't have flat screens. Why the fuck are you here? Verzi Effect Podcast Show, everybody. Hosted by me, Paul Verzi, February 15th, Friday. Stretching along episode 99 because I got nothing else to do. I'm not going to the movies. It's only 6 o'clock. I got to get ready for a show at 8 o'clock. So I'm just going to hang here with you guys. Did you hear about Nicki Minaj on American Idol? Nicki Minaj on American Idol, everybody. We're coming back next. We have Philip Phillips and fucking. What else do we have? Uh, who's coming in the studio today? Oh, Britney Spears is going to come in the studio today and talk about another shitty album she's making. Can you believe it? Another shitty fucking album that nobody's going to care about. It's going to be really forgetful. You see the Grammys the other night? The Grammys the other night. That was really fucking amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, LL Cool J hosted. Didn't know what the fuck he was doing, huh? Yeah. That was great, wasn't it? Ryan Seacrest on a red carpet and shit. It's just... <laughs> Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Oh, my God. Go in there and have some fun tonight. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're a fucking millionaire. Tonight doesn't matter, does it? No, because you're getting sales. <laughs> uh, hi, Ryan. How you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> oh, the rant continues. <laughs> the rant continues. If I hear that fucking song, shine bright like a diamond. Ugh. Fucking awful. This girl is on fire. Oh my, I hope you're on fire. 
And you have to fucking go to the... <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. See, I almost said burn unit and took it too far. I shouldn't have said that. Just the song is just... This song's terrible. It has to stop. It has to stop, everybody. Oh, my God. I can't believe I won a Grammy. And the winner is another song you're going to forget in two months. Yay! <laughs> I'm such a dick. I know. I know. And, and I am talking shit because I like some Katy Perry songs. And I've already told you that there's a couple Lady Gaga songs I like. So you guys could trash me for that. But at least I'm admitting it. But I feel like Katy Perry is so, like, cool that she, like, makes fun of the shit that, like, comics make fun of. Because she's kind of cool and out there, you know. I mean, yeah, her music's not great. She's got a couple of good songs. Fuck you people for judging me on that. But she embraces being a little weird and she just fucking has fun with it. Doesn't take herself that seriously. They keep doing these pranks on the fucking radio. All right, so we call Tim's mom. Tim's mom thinks he's working at the bakery, but he's really, you know, and it's just, I don't know. Who else? Let's do a couple more. What do you think? The Pitbull concert. It's coming to Nassau Coliseum. Pitbull, and I don't know. Rumor has it Usher's coming. Rumor has it Usher's coming. Isn't that amazing? You're sitting in your car like, oh, my God, this is fucking. So that's why you guys should listen to podcasts. Let's do one more just to be annoying. Who should we get? Um, who's a good one? Who's a good one? Who's like out there? We're at an hour and five minutes. I got to wrap this shit up. Um, who's out there? Not, who's that singer who's just like everywhere right now? I'm trying to think of. Not fucking that guy from. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. Shit. See, because when I'm not thinking, I can do it. When you think about it, you're like, fuck, what, the, what is that person's? They only play 17 songs in a rotation, pretty much, I heard. I learned from my friend who was in radio forever, ever. Dear friend of mine, dude that, I, that I'm talking about was responsible for getting Christina Aguilera, Snoop Dogg on the radio, Doctor on the radio, like like in their careers. Like this guy is, it was heavy, heavy dude, man. And he told me, he's like, they basically, you know the way they say, oh, they always play the same stuff on the radio? That's right. They basically, due to promotions and what, the, what they're pushing and everything, they basically have 17 songs in a rotation on a mainstream popular radio station. That's usually what, it, that's why you always hear the same shit all the time. You know. We got Flowrider, everybody. Flowrider is going to be in the studio tonight. Man, that guy puts on a performance, huh? How about that? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Listen to podcasts. Second notice. All right. I got a notice from my phone that I'm going... I don't know what's going on, but I keep getting notices that I'm going over my minutes, and my thing has never changed. My plan has never changed. I don't get it. All right, everybody. This has been the Verzi Effect Podcast Show, episode number 99. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you liked it as much as I enjoyed giving it to you. Check my Twitter and look at my shitty TV in my hotel. Have a good time. Have a good Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekend. I'll see you for episode 100 or you'll hear me for episode 100. Get me at Butterfly Radio. That's all I got, everybody. Thank you.